Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Mike Wallace doesn't have all that much driving experience. For the last three or four years, he's put in his views in this business. Mike Wallace comes down to the line. He'll pick up the win. It's fast car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. The battles for the lead. Mike Wallace gets by Jason Leffler. Mike Wallace comes off turn number four. A great move in that corner. He comes to the line and will win. From grassroots to the top of the racing world. Hear the stories of NASCAR's biggest names and how they made it all the way. Who was Tony Stewart before he was Tony Stewart? I could barely make enough money to pay attention, let alone to try to survive. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Mike Wallace and Jeff Kent. Welcome to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace, part of the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass. My name is Jeff Kent. Strap yourselves in, pull those belts tight. We'll take you on a journey from short tracks across America to super speedways and everything in between. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. Today's guests plural the top power couple in professional motorsports and when i was writing this mike i thought this would be a great intro for the newlywed game you know what i mean <laughs> he is a three-time nascar cup series champion as a driver winning titles in 2002 2005 and 2011 as a team owner he's won nascar cup titles in 2011 with himself and in 2014 with kevin harvick the co-owner of stewart haas racing and co-owner of the superstar racing experience has won titles in indy midget sprint and usac silver crown he is the only driver in history to win a championship in both indycar and nascar she is an accomplished drag racer driving an NHRA Top Fuel dragster for Tony Stewart Racing. She debuted in Top Fuel in 2013. Her first career national event win on the professional level came in February 2016 at Chandler, Arizona, defeating Brittany Force in the first all-female final round in Top Fuel since 1982. That's cool, right? She has earned 12 total event wins, 9 in Top Fuel, 3 in Pro Modified, 
She has a career best ET of 3.631 seconds and a best speed of 334.15 miles per hour. They were married November 21st, 2021. So belated happy anniversary to Tony Stewart and Leah Pruitt Stewart. On the line, here's Mike Wallace. Well, hi, guys. That is, there's no like way that? you can get tired of listening to things like that. Well, there's like 30 seconds left in the show now. After that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Tony. Been great. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. We'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah, maybe we'll add one or two things to the list by then. I, I can imagine Leah was sitting next to Tony looking at him like, come on. Yeah. You got to go. Let's go. We got to go. I told you you might get bored in the intro. Yeah. But it, you know, it's quality. No, I mean. It's good to re- it's awesome. It's good to reflect, especially when you're in the quote unquote off season, which we call just the preseason. That when you when you hear those accolades and and, and accompli- accomplishments over a number of years, it, it's it's a good reset. It's so, a good uh, like kind of springboard into right. the next season. Now you can chill, feel good about yourself, and enjoy the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All my Christmas shopping's done, so yes, I can. Perfect. So. Your Christmas shopping, did you have to buy for a lot of people or just? Uh, just a little bit here and there. Uh, Tony and I were having our families come together at the ranch in Indiana. My grandma, my aunt, my uh, my mom, and then with, I'd say, about eight members of his family. And I I haven't regretted this decision yet, but I did volunteer to cook. Christmas oh, dinner. nice. Oh, tell All me right, about so, that. Yeah, we want to know exactly what's on the menu. Yeah, that was one of my, really one of my thoughts. I thought I'll get too way late in the show, but I was going to ask, do you cook? So I I do, and if you if you ask Tony and he's doing a breakfast to open up for PRI and you've listened to that like the other thousands of people did, the answer for him is no, but uh, <laughs> uh, it looks like it's going to be prime ribs, some ham, and then some chicken tortilla kind of Mexican side dishes because... Growing up in Southern California, we like to have a little bit of spice and a little bit of flavor and um, and a lot of fun. That sounds good. All right. Well, listen, when we're done with the show, send me the address and what time to be there. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about a surprise appearance. <laughs> we'll walk in. Hi, Grandma. How you doing? Like the TV commercial. Aunt Joni's here. Yeah. <laughs> So, Tony, if it's all right to you, for you, I'm going to go to Leah for a moment because you can go back and listen to the Tony Stewart show that's still up from, from a year ago. But, Leah, I need to know where you started from. That's the, the concept of the show is where did you come from, who were you before, who you are. And we have the guests normally tell us a story. So the uh, short scenario, when did you get started in racing and what do you remember about the first days of it? Sure, absolutely. Well, for those that um, just know me as maybe Tony's wife, but now, uh, as the, the drag racer that I am, I did not come from a drag racing family, unlike a, a lot of people that do make a lot of headway in this sport. But my dad was a racer at heart, and he was a land speed racer. So he owns the world's fastest board-powered Thunderbird and also set records at the Dirty uh, at El Mirage, the Dirty Two Club. And he would run about one or two times a year so as a family that's what i knew was you get ready for a big race or two big races or maybe three meets a year and going to the salt and taping up his car and, and chunking salt off of it at the end or stealing water from the pizza hut so that we could uh have good clean water for his intercooler um <laughs> that's that's what i remember and he so he had two daughters uh, my sister and i always wanted boys didn't have boys because god works in funny ways and uh he goes, I want to go, I want to go racing with them. So we started as junior drag racing. I started when I was eight years old 
I started traveling the country, um, skipping school, doing a little bit of homeschool. And then at 13 years old was when I decided, or I didn't really decide. It's not like you get a total set path, but I knew after going to a national event and anybody that's listening right now, that's ever been to an NHRA national event with nitro methane cars, whether top fuel or funny car, you know, it is, there's, there's nothing else like it. So me basically racing juniors, like the little leagues and going to my first big league game and watching these, these cars and Eddie Hill and John force and blow up and go back to their pits. And the guys turn around those cars and they put them back into the staging lane so that they can go and beat the brakes off, off of someone else. Like that's what I wanted to be a part of. So kind of looked at the cards that I had dealt and I figured, well, pursuing my, my education in communications and business is probably going to take me the farthest uh, to develop great relationships, world-class partners like Dodge and Mobile One and Sparkling Ice and BP and, and the ones that really help get behind somebody that has a dream and a passion. So that was mine continued. And I just, from there, I drove everything I could, whether it was our nostalgia funny car that my dad and I put together from there to pro mods with Roger Burgess, the nitro funny car, uh, then to top fuel in 2013. So I've been all over the gamut, 10 different classes in the NHRA. I'm on my 26th year, I believe of racing and, uh, every year it's a new adventure. So it's really fun to be able to race with your significant other. Cause there's so many highs and lows and and in times that you know create a lot of strength building uh situations between whether it be your team owner or your husband and what tony has done in the last year and a half within our sport is uh is phenomenal and those that have been a fan of tony for a long time know what he's capable of and i'm just happy we get to show it in this sport well you, you two three the whole team everybody's shown an incredible deal so i i have to ask the simple questions about you two because that's what everybody wants to know how did how did you two even meet each other? Where we were just actually sharing that story this morning as we took a hot air balloon ride. Did <laughs> you know? Oh, tell tell me how luxurious that is. Rolled out of bed, hot air balloon ride. Honey, what do you want to do today? Yeah, let's take a hot air well, balloon it's, ride. It's actually something Tony had had looked up, was interested in. We happened to pick the coldest day I think in Havasu of the whole year. It's under thirty two degrees this morning, but. Just something that uh, Tony wanted to kind of work on getting over his fear of heights. But, but for us, <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question real quick, we started dating right before the pandemic started. So our second date, which was, I think, March 9th, uh, I was in Indiana collecting a few of my things because I used to live there full time. And I said, hey, I'm going to my house in Arizona. Would you like to come for the weekend? So we packed for four days and then the world shut down and we stayed here for four months in a row. Uh, that was our second date. No, no, he told me he planned that that way. <laughs> so, he, yeah, so he's responsible for the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Hey, I know the guy for a long time. He's pulled out bigger feats than that before. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Never underestimate smoke. Yeah. Well, hey, tell us about smoke. Tell me about the hot air balloon ride. That sounded exciting. Yeah. I mean, they, we, there's mornings you wake up and you go outside first thing in the morning and see him flying over the top of the house. And oh, really? So, okay. Uh, there's a local local group here that that does that, and uh, it just kind of was a bucket list thing. I mean, I'm, I'm like Leah mentioned, I'm scared of heights, and uh, but it was it was interesting. It was a lot of fun to do that morning. So it just 
we're, we, we've got a full day planned today. We've got a, we had hot air balloon ride. We're on with you today, playing around a golf uh, this afternoon. So nice. got a full day planned here. It's uh it's nice in the, uh, like Leah mentioned in the preseason to, uh, to have a day where you get to do some fun stuff like what we've done today. Great. Who's the better of the two golfers? You or her? Oh, it's definitely going to have to be Tony because he's the only one that participates with playing fetch with himself. So, (laughs) (laughs) playing fetch with himself—is that what you call it? (laughs) Yeah, that's what she calls it. I'll get—I'll be getting dressed, and she doesn't really know what I'm doing for the day, but she can tell by you know how I'm dressed, and she goes, "Oh, getting ready to go play fetch with yourself." (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'll I'll be back after I catch the ball finally. (laughs) That's probably what I'll get for Christmas, and one of the kids will give me some fetch attire. Fetch attire. (laughs) Fetch attire. There you go. Yeah. You need to look very fetchable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. I think that where we need to go next. I mean, Tony. When we last talked to you, I mean, you were talking about this drag race program. You were just not really into it, but how, how did that all progress? Because I'm going to tell you what, Jeff's intro couldn't have been any bigger and better. The power couple of motorsports. I mean, I it doesn't matter, and I know you two know this. It doesn't matter where you two end up at. You're, you're the center of attention, and I say that in such a complimentary way. And, uh, Lee, you mentioned you were Tony's wife, and I hear just the opposite. Tony's your husband. So it's it, it's kind of unique how literally at the right one place you go, it's, well, there's Leah and her husband, Tony, and then you'll hear him say, well, there's Tony and his wife, Leah. And it's like, right. wow, I never really quite heard, thought about it I mean, that it way. really is amazing, too, what they've been able to pull off in a short period of time with Tony Stewart Racing. I mean, you don't just start a drag race team and then, boom, you're successful just like that, you know? Yeah, so, Tony, I need from you. I mean, the drag race team is a uh, – we'll get to all the oval stuff and other things in the past. Tell us about the drag race team, I guess – how it, what even prompted you to start it, and then how together you two have created a, a very successful team, I think. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think when, when during the course of when Lee and I were dating, when we got to finally go back to somewhat racing again, I, I got to go to a couple of her events, and uh, she was driving for, for Don Schumacher, and uh, you know, it was, it was funny because I hadn't seen Don for years. I mean, we I had met him because we both uh, had the U.S. Army as a sponsor at the same time. Uh, he had it on the drag race side. We had it on the NASCAR side with Ryan Newman, and I uh, got invited to go to a couple of the races. And so I got I met Don there, but hadn't seen him for a long time. And, uh, you know, I you know during COVID, obviously, everybody was worried about getting sick, and Don had showed up at the race and, you uh, he had given me permission to hang out with the team, but, uh, you know, really they didn't want anybody in the pit area if they weren't associated with the race team. So I got permission to be there with them. And, um, you know, Don had showed up at the track on Friday and was only going to be there for like a half hour. He just came to say hi to everybody and check on everybody. And he was getting out of there. Didn't want to be around the, the opportunity to get sick. And, uh, so it was funny cause I, went out to see him and said, Hey, how you doing? And, uh, he goes, great. Want to buy a race team? And, I thought, Wait a minute, what? <laughs> and he was joking around of course, but, um, you know, that kind of started the process, I would say unintentionally. Um, you know, I, and you and I both been involved in many forms of motorsports and, you know, so I just asked, asked him one day, I said, what does it cost to run one of these? And, you know, just trying to understand the business side of it. And, 
found out what the figure was and uh you know it's kind of it it didn't really think much more about it after that and uh you know then had the opportunity you know down the road the longer i was around the drag racing scene the more uh engrossed i got in it and and you know really just was adamant about being around it and being a part of it and uh ended up buying two teams from don schumacher i mean Bought one team with Matt Hagen with the Funny Car Program, bought it basically turnkey, bumper to bumper with everything. And uh, Leah's team was the polar opposite. I mean, we had one guy that we knew, which was Leah's co-crew chief. And, uh, you know, he basically started slowly hiring people and putting this together, but had to do it in a very, very short amount of time. Uh, So it it was, um, you know, he got two teams in the same building. Uh, right next to each other but you know one was an existing group and one was startup so couldn't be more opposite from each other but I really love it it's um you know I think for me it was something exciting that was just something different than what I've been doing my entire life I mean I've been going in circles or making laps and uh you know whether it's road courses or ovals or whatever but you know the drag race deal is so drastically different from everything uh you know that that we've done our whole life it was really neat to uh to a learn about it and and learn the processes and learn what they do why they do it and then try to figure out how how everything that i've been a part of in my past in motorsports how does that intertwine with it and you know can it help or does it even relate so it's uh you know it was probably the biggest thing was just mentally stimulating for me to to be at the racetrack and and be a part of a motorsport series that is drastically different from anything I'd ever been a part of in the past. Well, let's take a break. We'll come right back because you look really cool when you're standing at them drag races. All the pictures they always have on television. I know. I saw that on the internet. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're talking to Tony Stewart and Leah Pruitt, which is not easy to say. Now, listen, when I was rehearsing my intro, I kept going Pruitt Stewart, Leah Pruitt. Stuart, there you go. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. They are the top power couple in professional motorsports. Tony Stewart and Leah Pruitt. Stewart, and once again... Here's Mike Wallace. Well, Tony, when we went to break, you were explaining how you got into drag racing as far as the ownership side of it. And I says, you look really cool. Every picture they always show, whenever any of your cars run and you're at the racetrack, there's always a picture of Tony Stewart. And you got that little smirky grin you always have. And <laughs> that's a compliment, of course. And uh, car makes a good pass. You get that little quench of the th- fist. And uh, so, so what's it like to stand on the line there and you're being the opposite of what, I mean, we're all used to Tony Stewart, the race car driver who's still out there adamant, you know, racing cars a lot. We know you as a Stewart Haas owner, but uh, what's that drag racing feel look like? It's definitely different. I mean, I remember the first time I stood behind Leah's car, uh, you know, after we started dating and, uh, you know, the biggest thing at that point, you're just trying to not be in somebody's way. And you're not, you're trying to not be somewhere that you shouldn't be. And, and, you know, you kind of really don't really understand all the, all the dangers and, and how dangerous the, the starting line can actually be with one of those cars. So you're just kind of trying to stay out of everybody's way, but 
I do remember the first time that I got to watch her make a pass. Um, it, all I saw was just a silhouette of the car. I saw the fumes from the headers, and it looked like it took a second and a half to get to the line. And now when I stand there and watch, uh, that car is crystal clear. I can see if a cylinder goes out, if that car moves to the left or right six inches, I can tell you almost where it moved and, and how far it moved. So it's uh, it, it's amazing how your brain learns to process information faster. But the the concussion and vibration from when they hit the gas, it is you can't you can't talk about it and explain it. Like Leah said, you it, the best thing you can do is physically go to a race. I mean, even sitting in the grandstands, you get that same feel that you have on the line. It, it's just crazy how uh, how much and how much power those cars have. I mean. These cars have over 11,000 horsepower, and, and it's just it's amazing how you, you feel you feel your insides move, and that's something that there isn't anything else that I've ever done in my life that that shakes you so hard that you you feel your internal organs moving in your body. So it's a uh, it's pretty wild. Something you know, I something, sorry I'd, I'd love to add just from a different perspective of how I see Tony uh, evolving with the teams and how it'll continue to evolve next year, but. One particular case was at Denver where we were running in the midsummer and Tony was racing SRX and he'd been to, he'd been to every race and he comes when SRX is done. So he'll be there late, late, late Saturday night, but this was Friday and our crew chief, this is his first year being lead crew chief. And you, we, there's a lot of strategy, just like in circle track racing and all types of racing. But for us, we had, we had a new strategy of tuning the car and some new parts that is very imperative when we implement them and we only have it we don't get to test hardly at all maybe maybe three times the entire season so our qualifying sessions we have to learn from we have to use them as testing and we hope to build from there not take take a step back so anyway we had our first qualifier with some of these new parts that would really if they worked well project us into a very competitive countdown and we did we came right out of the gate and fumbled super hard but we knew we were close. And that was the moment that we, we phoned a friend. We phoned my husband. We phoned our team owner. We knew that he was getting ready for SRX. But we had, that's as much, that's a, it's a testament to how much clear communication that Tony had said from the, bot, from the top down and bottom up that we, we needed a little bit of direction because what our next move was going to be was going to dictate our next move for probably the three or four races after that the rest of the season and so there's no shame in our game and we all came up with a, a strategy and we moved forward and everyone felt good about it instead of having what i've experienced and i'm sure a lot of other people have too is you know you're kind of operating under the thumb or under the gun where when you feel like someone has your back like tony does and he's a racer and he has the racing mentality that's the part that we get to key into as his team that i feel like other race teams don't have that at that same level so he proves time and time again to be the championship driver that he is, but also championship crew uh, team owner. So, Leah, in that, in that condition, and I, I don't know if condition is the right word to say, but it's a, everything you're saying is a compliment to Tony. W what is your position in the team other than a driver? I mean, are you, and I, am, I, don't, I think I'm phrasing this right. Or are you like the acting boss when he's not around, or are you just still a driver at the racetrack? Well, no, also when he is around. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh, 
You should be bigger around. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Leah, no. when, when, when you get mad at him, do you call him Anthony? <laughs> Ooh, sometimes. No, <laughs> name In case anybody wants to yell that. What, no, what was I that? Think, I, it, it's followed up with his middle name, Wayne. Oh, okay. Full words. I think my strong suit has been what I've been doing for a number of years, and that's being very much a camouflage team member, whether it be a director for a team or managing or helping whatever the projects are on at that moment. Instead of a full-time absolute position like a general manager, we knew that we needed the best of the best in somebody to run these two teams at a high caliber level, and I wouldn't be able to do that. Nobody would while also driving. So we hired the right people and really – starting the operations, getting up and going, knowing the business, helping guide, whether it be from our our tech conversations um, and some ingenuity to our partners where we're working on projects with an OE side to transferring them to the track, to my work from track prep to Tony's work. It's just kind of, I feel like it's the glue in the middle for what's needed. And we're so good about checking like our egos. We don't particularly have titles. We just get things done. And uh, and I think that's where I land. Um, and right now, this next season is going to be a pretty unique season for me of really harnessing more of just the driving position because now we have such an established team and people that have worked together so well. When I say so well, I mean 28 individuals on this TSR Nitro side that all returned in the first year. We have a zero turnover rate. And that. People are doing their jobs, they're doing it well, and we'll just continue to grow on that. So for me, that actually means I get to isolate down a little bit more and fine-tune my driving, my training. And it's not, that's something I haven't been able to do in six or so years, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, congratulations on that. That's going to be fun. And, and congratulations to both of you for assembling a team. I mean, no turnovers is, is incredible, first of all. It must be a good place to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've we seen that in the stock car world. You know, when Tony got involved with Gene Haas, I don't think I'm uh, speaking out of contents, nothing I haven't read, is that, you know, that team had a big turnover rate until he came on board. Mm -hmm. Tony Stewart brought the security and the foundation to his oval team and uh Tony, congratulations to you to, for all the, I'll call it the power you have to bring good people together. I appreciate that. It's, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what form of motorsports you're a part of. You realize very quickly that it's, it's not about one driver. It's not about one crew chief. It's not one engineer, one tire changer. It's, it's the combination and it's everybody that, that makes it all work. That's, that's why they have jobs there. So uh, making sure you put the right people together and you give them a, a good environment to, to do that work in uh, and not micromanage them and but make sure that they know that they have to be accountable. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun when you get groups of people like that together that, that, you know, know how to pull the rope the same direction and work together for a common goal. So it's, uh, you know, what I've learned from car owners in the past that I've driven for, I've taken that knowledge and utilized that and, and, tweaked it and kind of put my twist on it to, to make my race teams the way they are. Well, you're doing a hell of a job from the outside. I mean, everybody, they're very successful. <clears throat> Question I have, it's kind of between both Leah and Tony here. You know, Leah, you, uh, my daughter Chrissy raced at one time, and Tony was uh, very instrumental in a race she ran at Martinsville, Virginia. 
uh, helped her through the tutorage of the racetrack, and she ran well. And here's where, to, to me, the funny part comes about, and I want to know if he's ever talked to you this way as you're racing or get out of the car. I'm spotting for her, and uh, the Fox broadcast had me wired up because it's the first time a, a daughter, my, she had raced a race, and I was spotting, and she was getting a little frustrated. I said, well, just calm down, honey. <laughs> And Daryl Walter comes across and goes, he says, I've heard everything from my spotter in my life, but I never heard calm down, honey. <laughs> so so how, how does the uh, the husband side of Tony Stewart uh, come to Leah, the race car driver, whether you've had a good run or a bad run? You know, I, I was asking that exact same question to myself maybe about a year ago right now, not knowing, you know, what that first year would be like. Would there be, you know, the continental divide and very apparent and black and white between team owner and husband? And then as we got going into the season, you know, I, our first race, the car was actually running really well. Uh, I was nervous. I had not done a great job on the starting line against Antron Brown. First car out on Sunday, right after the national anthem, first race of the season, just, um, and, and I didn't bring that win home and I, I was nervous. I didn't know how Tony was going to be with me. And it only took about less than 15 seconds after I had seen him to, to understand that he understands racing things happen. Let's figure out what happened and work, work our ways to, so that it doesn't have, that doesn't happen again. And, that solitude, that backing, that that elimination of fear of being in trouble, it's that's really important to me as a person, just the, the surroundings I grew up in and having a partner and then now a team owner that uh, just cares about what how do how do we get out of whatever we're in to get to the better spot, the next best high performing spot. And uh, and that's where the focus was at. So, you know, there were a couple other times in the season, but there were some more there were better, great times of impressive factors. You know, it is our job to do, to make the car go fast and be the fastest one, literally pretty much in the planet in drag racing. And I love that phrase on the planet. Yeah. Fastest on the, the planet. planet. Yeah. <laughs> in drag racing. Yeah, no, yes. no, I just, I love the way, you know, it's not like a, we're the fa- it's we a compliment the way, just day. the way no. you said it was cool. Fastest, fastest on, on the, the planet. planet. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Those yeah. drag racing fans listening right now, you're totally right. I mean, quickest, not fastest. Funny cars are faster, but no. I'll get into that later. Um, well, so I, now you're getting too I detailed. Love it. Yeah, that, I'll be honest with you. That I didn't know. I thought the top fuel dragster was the fastest one. No. So I will say on the on the other side, as Tony just opened up his laptop and the, his, the profile picture he has there is actually of when I had won in Denver and he was at the top end with me and holding the trophy and all that wild scenario. So top fuel is usually the last smoke. Shoot me that picture that I can share with Jeff. (laughs) You can definitely usually top fuel is last. So that means that, you know, funny car ran first, then top fuel. And if you win, your team goes down and celebrates with you at the top end. And that wasn't the case. We were inverted. Top fuel ran first. We had to wait for uh, the funny cars to come to the lanes and and run so i have about 15 minutes at the top end by myself and in all of my racing career that's just not how it works so some of my crew guys came down and i was super stoked to see them and the presenter of the wally sponsor of the race all of that but i was like really want to enjoy this moment with my with my husband and i had to call somebody catch him on the line he was so wrapped up in celebrating and being there supporting the crew so it was like a bittersweet moment because 
he's doing what he needs to do. And it was uh, just something new for us. And I was like, all right, well, that was just, uh, that was just a very... Uh, a little anticlimactic for you then, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it, you it win the race like, and you're wanting everybody to be there celebrating <laughs> with you. But now I know how all the other classes that Top Fuel feel. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> wow. So, so Tony, what is your perspective from that side? I mean, how do you, um, I mean, we've heard Leah and it sounds wonderful. And I mean, her being your wife has got to have a totally different feel though, isn't it? Or not? I mean, it does, but I mean, it, I think it's something that, you know, and we never even talked about it. That's it's, it's kind of the funny thing that every time we get asked this question, it's like, I realized that we never really, you know, we both kind of thought about it independently, but we never talked about it and, and said, Hey, as soon as we get out of the car at the racetrack, I go from your husband to your boss and, you know, your team owner or whatever, and, and go on from there. You're never going to hear me say I'm her boss because it doesn't matter what we're doing. She, she's the boss. So uh, I, I don't even pretend like I get you guys should you guys should put together a choreographed, you know, like touchdown dance. You know what I'm saying? So like when when you win, so you're watching a football game, and you know how they go into the end zone, they spike the ball, whatever. Tony and Leah doing a choreographed. I think she'd be dance. way way better at it than he would be. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible idea. By okay, <laughs> thank you. Terrible. All right. You can follow us on TikTok. Scratch that. Scratch that one off the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. All right, Tony Stewart, Leah Pruitt, you're listening to Fast Car and NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Brady Mechanical Services, HVAC install, maintenance, and repair. Brady Mechanical Service at gmail.com. Tony Stewart, one of his one of his career highlights, Mike. He was he's known as the very first guest that we ever had on this show. It was back in August of 2021. If you want to revisit that show or any other show that we've done over the past couple of years, go to speedsport.com slash podcast and once again i give you mike wallace well with you mentioning that i think that was a monumental moment in his career Without what do doubt. you think tony wasn't it coming on our show <laughs> oh. was like a life-changing for you <laughs> i i mean i remember looking at leah going this was the culmination of my being <laughs> yeah and at the same time i think you're going come on i got 15 minutes left hurry up hey the whole yeah. world is listening yeah, mike. yeah. <laughs> But but we always talk about one of the highlights from that show is early in the show you guys said something about did you come from money or have money and your comment was I was so broke I couldn't pay attention <laughs> and I, I love that phrase so so going back to just a moment ago you said uh, about talk calling Leah the boss or you the boss or something like that and you said explain what you were saying there oh no I, I you'll never hear me say that I'm the boss of the household by any means because she's a uh... Leah's an alpha female. I'm an alpha male. And, uh, so I, I, I learned to pick my battles. I, you know, when I really want something, I'll assert myself. But, um, other than that, she pretty much runs the show around here. So it's, and that's fine with me. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I've kind of been used to in my career, just kind of being told where I'm going, what I'm doing when I get there and, uh, just kind of going along when going with the flow and, uh, you know, with Leah, it makes it really easy because she knows what she wants. And, uh, you know, I don't care. You know, I, I'm real simple. I don't care where we eat at night. I don't I don't care what we do. I just want to be doing something. So, uh, you know, it's it's 
it's a lot of fun to be with her and, and you know, the passion she has for uh, racing and then the things outside of that that we do together, whether it's wake surfing or, you know, riding side-by-sides out in the desert. I mean, we, we, we just have a lot of fun together and, uh, you know, it's, it's not something where, uh, you know, when we're at home or even when we're at the racetrack, we, we just don't have that. Uh, we, we never put ourselves in that position necessarily. And I would say, especially during the racing, it's, it's, you know, kind of a unique scenario where, you know, we, we leave the hotel and we're, we're a husband and wife combination. And then we get to the track and we're still husband and wife, but then it gets technically it gets more complicated because you're technically your boss and she's driving your race car. And, but we, you know, I don't think we've ever really looked at it that way. It's, um, you know, I think every scenario that comes along, it's, you know, we, we, we race and we talk racing, but at the same time, I think we have a good balance and a good understanding that, you know, we're still a married couple during the whole process. Yeah. Without, without <laughs> doubt, being a married couple is very challenging by itself than being, uh, working with each other all day long. Has there ever been that moment that the race world, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get in your business, but has there, the race world itself, the racetrack, has it ever created a frustration moment for one or the other that, you know, just shouldn't have happened? And I don't, I think that's not what no, I'm no, trying to ask. You know what I'm saying? I'm just No, that's a valid question. I think one of the most outstanding things to me, and I, this is not, you know, Tony's sitting next to me, so not try, trying to build up in any way. But Hey, he just gave you a hot air balloon ride this morning. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he's going I to play fetch. To, <laughs> I got to tag along. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, the foundation of our relationship had been communication and nipping problems in the butt, talking them through and moving on. And so I think the challenging parts, you know, that I've seen in, I'd say, the last year, year and a half or so, it's nothing absolutely minute and, and specific. It's when it's when you have everything compounded, you know, when there's problems with SHR, some teams or some unnecessary penalties and, and, and conversations happening with the series that he has and he has SRX and planning races. And if there might be, um, you know, some attention that's needed towards the all-stars, it's when, it's when everyone's having something that takes away, um, you know, your plate's full. And, and that's when, you know, some tempers might be a little shorter, but we're not short like that with each other. And we understand that there's other things happening right now that are requiring that attention. And so, you know, we're P1 in each other's lives, but we're not P1 in every moment of each other's lives. And we understand that, that other things need attention. Um, so that's, that's something that I've gotten way more comfortable with and understanding and has developed in my opinion our relationship a little stronger just understanding how somebody works how do they handle their problems how much time do they need and and when do they need help and and is it okay to ask for help and 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 just and just knowing how to help so yeah we haven't had i can say this and i'm very proud of it we don't have big we don't have blow-ups we are you know yeah we might get on each other's nerves but we're never mean to each other like we still operate out of love and kindness and in problem solving so um that's where we're at and if you want to call that the honeymoon stage fine if not we don't at the end of the day they've only been married a year but i will say this though too it's um you know the we don't have rules like you can't do this or you can't do that the only the only rule that that i feel like has been implemented since we've been together is once my butt hits the sheets at night and we get in bed, 
I'm not supposed to talk about racing anymore. It's like that is the time of the day where, and for me, it's like a lot of times you, you get to the end of the day and you climb in bed and it's like, it's the first time your brain's had a chance to slow down from everything to where then you didn't, for me, I start really breaking things down and diagnosing things. And, you know, for Leah, it's like when we get to bed, she wants to stop. She absolutely does not want us working in bed, which I think is smart. I mean, I, it, it, it creates balance that we need. And I'm not always the best at creating balance. Sometimes I create chaos. So um, she, she does a good job of, you know, intervening and saying, listen, it's it's in my benefit as well to just sit there and get my make myself stop thinking for the day and to give my my brain and my body an opportunity to relax and and get ready for the next day so um, you know we're, we pretty much roll with the punches with each other but that's the only time that she's really came up with anything that i would call like a rule or anything but i think it's in both of our best interests for that uh -oh. <laughs> i think it's the only other one is if we're away from each other you know, for a week at a time or so doing different projects or experiences. And if I, if I, if our first communication of the day happens at like 4 PM and it's a question about work, we, I quickly nip that in the butt. I'm like, if we're, we're away from each other, we at least have to have, there's, I'm going to split the audience right now. I know it. There's some people that are going to agree and some that are going to disagree, but I'm like, man, if we're away, we at least need like, it doesn't have to be good morning, but the first communication isn't, Hey, I need this number of so and so so we can go. You know, we need this proposal or whatever it may be. So I just need just one quick hi, hello, you know, okay. And then if we need to get things done, we get them done later. Well, there, you know, that's that's perfect. Hey, can I? One of you is uh, not one of you is both of you. Is. How about a real quick rapid fire question session? Go for it. So you said you mentioned uh, in bed. Who sleeps on the left side? Yeah, it depends on where we're at, and it depends on who's racing. So if if one of us is racing and the other isn't, the one that's racing gets to pick what side. We both like to sleep on the left side of the bed. So when we're in Indiana, I get to sleep on the left side of the bed. When we're in Arizona, Leah sleeps on the left side of the bed when we're on the road. If I'm racing, I get to sleep on the left side of the bed. If she's racing, she gets left side of the bed. On weekend at Vegas, when we uh, both were racing on the same weekend, I think you got it. No, I got. I was on the right side. Wow. I mean, it's a, these are big pressing topics. Yeah. Right? I, I <laughs> mean, you know, I, I'm going to be very honest. I thought I was just going to get a micro burst, and it was I do or Leah does. I listen. There's nothing easy about what we do. Yeah, I mean, that is the, that is. You guys live a fun life, man. I mean, even to the point of what, who's going to sleep where because of what we're doing. Right. Right. Okay, so the, the end answer is it just depends where you're at, right? Yeah, exactly. Out there, Leah sleeps on the left, and back in Indiana, you sleep on the left. Yeah, so if, if anybody's robbing the house, make sure you pick the right side. Of I was just going to say, I was just going to say, it's all in relation to where the door is for me, right? I like sleeping closer to the door. Yeah, uh, when I go to sleep, I could care less about the door. Just the <laughs> sun doesn't come in, is all I'm worried about. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm with you. who's always late? Oh, that's easy. I am. Okay, that <laughs> it's funny. There was somebody that was at the PRI show that told me a story. They said, Man, it was an incredible show, or you know, everything went good up there. I guess Tony must have did a 
or both of you did an opening breakfast thing or something. They said, and Tony was even on time. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually early, which which scared a lot of people that are close to me. They they really were concerned about my well being. <laughs> okay, that's uh, I had a whole list, but we don't need to go there. But uh, <laughs> I think it's it was... nice. It's nice to see you doing homework, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm... <laughs> he, let's be realistic. He didn't do the homework. Carla did the homework. So, so Carla came up with those questions for you, Mike. <laughs> no, I. She, she, my wife loves Tony Stewart. He and Tony's been, he's a a beautiful friend. You know, I mean, just we we spend a bunch, way more time we do now, of course, back in the day together. And he was always so polite to my family and myself and. So he's a true friend. Well, there you go. And, uh, okay. So she wanted to get involved. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Well, she she had a whole other list of things, and they were a whole bunch more personal. I said, you just have to do that. You mean idea. stuff like who does laundry and stuff like that? Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can answer that. The laundry mat does it. I, I there you go. It off up the next day. They do a great job. There you well, go. well, we always have this deal at home. I have never, in all the years, really learned how to cook. Right. I just never have. And. I, people are making me feel bad. They're going, well, you should learn how to cook. You should learn how to grill. And uh, Well, when she says to you, honey, what what's for dinner? You just say reservations. Ah. <laughs> how about you, Tony? Do you cook any at home? I, I literally have two tricks when it comes to that. I can make rice and eggs for breakfast, <laughs> and I can cook a pot of chili. Other than that, I am worthless. You're, you're the man in my corner. Thank you so much. I'm going to blow this whole thing up, just that segment of this show. I'm the be... grill master. Well, oh, I, yeah, I cook every night. The, the fact that people are telling you that you you should do this or should do that, I think is hilarious to me because not only do I not cook, I have, I'm 51 now. I have never done a load of laundry in my life. And I tell everyone I'm a survivor. I, I've made it this far without doing it. So, it, And people are like, you, well, you should learn. Well, why should I learn? I, I'm supporting our our uh, economy in Lake Havasu City or where we're at at home in Indiana uh, by letting someone else do it that gets paid to do it. So they, they do it for a reasonable rate. It's folded nice. It fits right in the drawers nice and perfect. I don't feel like I need to try to learn a new trick. I knew there was a reason why him and I got along so well. Perfect. I, yeah, I don't do I, laundry either, bro. That's no. one of the things that's on. I'll do, I'll do housework. I'll run a vacuum. I do dishes, all that. No laundry. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I don't even do dishes. I'll rinse them off. I'll take the time to rinse them off, but I, then I leave them in the in the sink, and then they mysteriously go from there to so, the dishwasher. Somehow water. everything's cleaned up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mysteriously, it, the uh, the mess that is on the stovetop just it just eludes him. The dish genie. <laughs> Call the dish genie. You say he it bothers him or it doesn't bother him the mess on the stove. It's like it's like it's he's never even seen it. I mean, it's there. I I know it's there because I cleaned it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I happen to really like his chili. I'll eat it for probably five straight days until it's all gone. Yeah. I mean, he'll cook funny and it'll be for two. So beautiful. So Tony, I, we have to uh, step away from this just a little bit. So I need to ask you about the SRX deal. Uh, a lot of people have inquired recently. There was a big announcement in the last week or two that srx is going to go to thursday nights at um you know kind of like the old thursday night thunder uh, well that is the name they're bringing back give us an opinion i mean you're tied to it i don't know how tight you're in the everyday running of it but boy it looks good from the outside yeah and i'll be honest i'm excited about it being on thursday nights it's um 
you know, uh, after the first two years, I mean, there's been some really uh, key drivers that we've tried to get involved in it. And, you know, not all these drivers are retired and, and a lot of them have part-time gigs and some of them still have full-time uh, driving duties. And, uh, you know, to do six straight Saturday nights was tough uh, to get them. And, and even if you could get them, it might only be for one. Uh, but having it on Thursday, I think Thursday works great for everybody. Uh, you know, the motorsports community, I mean, there's not a lot of local short track racing going on on Thursday nights, if any, uh, but more so for the professional motorsports community. I mean, Thursday is normally a travel day. You're, you're normally traveling to the NASCAR race or IndyCar race or sports car race for the weekend. So um, I think it's great. You know, it comes on uh, at nine o'clock. It's nine to 11 Eastern time. And, and I think it's a good time that, you know, when racers are getting in, they want to watch racing. And, uh, you know, I think going back to Thursday nights, I mean, that's that's how I made a name for myself was being on Thursday Night Thunder. And, you know, the professional uh, series and, and owners and drivers got to see me race before I ever got to IndyCar or NASCAR. So uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great for us. I think it's, you know, there's so much sports in the U.S. now uh, that, you know, Saturday nights, I mean, fans are going to local short tracks, which is where we want them. Uh, but at the same time, you, you know, you've got them at, uh, you know, IndyCar races, NASCAR races, and, and um, you know, just to be able to, to run on an off night like that, I think will bring a lot of attention to the series. That sounds great. Let's take our final break and come back. And, and I think in our final segment, we talk more about that, perhaps, and what's in store for the Happy New Year in 2023 you're listening to fast car to nascar with mike wallace on the speed sport podcast network powered by my race pass and nascar digital media welcome back to the speed sport podcast studios you're listening to fast car to nascar with mike wallace my name is jeff kent we're brought to you today by brady mechanical services hvac install maintenance and repair brady mechanical service at gmail.com one more round with nascar champ tony stewart nhra drag racer leah pruitt stewart and once again Here's Mike Wallace. Well, we're going to speed this finish up here, Jeff. We're going to. Tony's got to get to the golf course. He's got a game of fetch fetch. lined up. He's got fetch lined up with the boss. And uh, so we're talking about the SRX series. We got that out of the way, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up your other racing. And and again, you're always making news in a positive way and for the the positive part of motorsports. It was just announced that Eldora, and we had Jerry Gappins on as he took that job position. Right. That's a good move. So you're you're going to now pay a million-dollar sprint car race to win? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's something that they had the Mopar million years ago uh, at Eldora when Earl Balta still owned it, and but it paid 200000 It was a million-dollar purse, but it only paid 200000 to win. And, um, you know, this year we're getting the opportunity, you know, the, or I guess we've done two dirt late model millions. We did it last year, and uh, – you know, this is the first time that the the world of sprint car racing has ever raced for a million dollars. So, um, super excited to to bring that. And um, you know, I think it's <laughs> the the only sad part about it is that it's on the same opening night as the SRX series this year. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to be at Eldora for it. But um, I'll be there the day before, making sure everything's all right. And I'll be there right after the race is over. I'm gonna fly back uh, to Eldora for the weekend. So. Uh, but I'm excited about it. It's it's something that the sprint car community, uh, you know, finally get to show them some love with a really big race. Uh, we've we've had big races with uh, the Kings Royal, um, you know, paying over a hundred thousand, and and 
we've got we've got the biggest paying races in dirt track history at Eldora Speedway, and that's that's not because of me. That's because of what Earl Baltus, who uh, built the speedway back in '54, um, you know that that was kind of his his history of doing things big. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm proud to keep that tradition going, and we're trying to build it bigger and better. Well, you're doing one heck of a job. I compliment you and your team. Uh, you know, at Eldora. What about the the Sprint Car Series? You're also Yona Sprint Car Series, correct? All Stars is that your deal? Yeah, still yeah. have the still have the All Star Circuit of Champions, and uh, got a 50 race schedule for this year that we're excited about. Um, you know, had great great racing last year. I mean, the, the I think we had the most competitive field that we've ever had with our series. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy. I mean, the, the World of Outlaws is probably the top wing sprint car series in the country, but I think we rival that, and uh, you know we've had all-star drivers that went and went out this year and won big races with the outlaws and and uh, just big events that weren't sanctioned. So, uh, you know, I feel like we've got a really good group of guys, and uh, you know we just keep trying to make it bigger and better each year. Well, you're definitely doing that, and well, Leah, I'm going to come to you for this kind of final question. I guess say explain the drag race team for 2023. Since you're sitting in the seat, but I'd ask Tony, but he's done talked enough. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, we we like to say in 2022 was really our building year, and I think we did a fantastic job of that. Matt finishing third in the points was up into the championship into the into the very last moment at the last race. And for us, you know, we have nowhere to go but up. We're just going to have a better performing car. We're going to have uh, actual data from racetracks that we, as a collaborative team, have been on. We have a production day coming up in January where we'll be doing some behind-the-scenes shooting for some new partners that we'll announce later this year. But fans can expect to see us back in the Mobile One Dragster with Rush Truck Centers, the Race Redeem Foundation, Code 3 Associates, uh, TMS Titania, and Bonifont. We just announced this past week at, Day or at PRI um, a new partnership with Daco Belts, which is wildly important to keep that uh, to keep that power and our Hemis connected and, uh, and our power to the ground. But they're going to see a top fuel dragster with me driving this year, just as last year, Matt Hagen in the nitro funny car, all the same crew members and the faces that people love to see will be there. And you're going to see us battling it out to the very last race in the championship with top fuel. We, 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 we have our feet. That's wet now, but we, we are very excited about how we plan to race this season. And, um, and that's what I'm looking forward to is just like pure, not confidence, but just, um, I'm a very up person, and 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 I like to be hard in the paint, and that's how we're going to race this year. And we all feel that way, and I look forward to it. And when is the first event, big event of the season? So wild. It usually is Pomona Winter Nationals in the second week of February. Not this year. For the very first time in, don't quote me, but over 30 plus years, NHRA. Uh, Camping World Series will debut in Gainesville in the second weekend of March. So we're pushed back a little bit, which just means that we have more time to get our preseason testing underway. So we'll be hitting Gainesville and then out to Pomona and Phoenix and Vegas, um, I believe. So, yeah, this is new for us. We'll be testing in a different different tracks in this offseason. So we'll uh, hopefully just be learning more than we ever have. So uh, if Jeff and I want to come watch your race, to, can we get a pass to get in? Can we come hang out with you guys? We gotta, we gotta come down to Gainesville. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Big Daddy Don Garlitz Museum down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sure can. Yes, yes, you. Okay. Most 
for those that you know support motorsports, it's always it's always kind of a a gift and something we appreciate is that you know we do try and help some friends and partners out, but we also encourage people to buy a ticket if they can. I mean, that's kind of the, what helps perpetuate all forms of motorsports as uh, uh, is supporting your racers by buying the merchandise, going to the track, um, supporting the tracks, and following online and supporting the partners. And for us. Our fans that do that, we really appreciate them and just want to say thank you. So I think something that's a big deal is, you know, most forms of motorsports, you, you buy a ticket to the race, but you can't get down in the pits and get close to the action where with NHRA, when you buy a ticket to the races, that also, that is your pit pass. I mean, you, you have your seat. And then when, when you want to come down and look at the cars, you, you literally walk down and you're right beside us as well as the crew guys are working on the cars, doing their warm-ups, everything. So uh, it's it's very impressive to watch the atmosphere in an HRA race. Well, I told you I wouldn't keep you the whole thing, so we're going to leave you go. We appreciate you t- both of you taking the amount of time you've taken. But, Leah, this is for you now. Where where do people buy swag at? You've got to you tell them how they can get some things of yours. Sure thing. So TonyStewartStore.com has got everything with TSR Nitro, my swag, Matt Hagen's swag, Tony's, Eldora's, uh, the All-Star Sprint Car Series. That is there. If you want a little bit different of a flavor, I have an LP line with Hoonigan. Uh, those that know what Hoonigan is, it's basically where you do rad stuff with cars and burnouts and donuts and, uh, and have a different kind of line there. And then, of course, for those that are going to the races, uh, you can pick up some TSR Nitro merchandise at the Nitro Mall, I believe, still this year. So a couple different outlets, but I highly recommend TonyStewartStore.com because they have the best-looking gear. It doesn't look cheesy. It looks like stuff you want to wear, whether you're going out to dinner, going to the race, looking good, looking fly with your friends. There's something, a flavor for everyone. Well, Jeff Kent, what do you think? I, think I want to look fly with my friends. That's what I want. Lee, I, I, I love talking to you. You're so energetic. Tony, you got your hands full in a very nice way there, buddy. So uh, appreciate appreciate both of you Great joining us. Great having you both on the show, and best of luck in 2023. It's awesome. Yeah. So go yeah, play. We appreciate we, uh We're excited about it. It's, uh, it was an honor to be the first guest, and, uh, you know, proud that we got the opportunity to do it with leah today as well and appreciate what you guys do for all of us yes thank you well we're just like you we're trying to make motorsports a funner place and i think we're, we're doing it thank you and if it wasn't for you and leah it wouldn't happen right absolutely <laughs> all right once again you've been listening to fast car to nascar with mike wallace on the speed sport podcast network powered by my race pass and nascar digital media we'll see you next week